Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eleven Foot Pole, a tale of high adventure set in Gavin Norman's Dolmenwood Carol uh, fairy tale. Uh, anyway, welcome to Eleven Foot Pole, everybody. Um, my name is Glenn. I'm the referee. Uh, I'm not I'm as sharp as Darren. I used to be, but I'm still there. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. It was it. I'm Darren playing Karis, the third level hunter. I'm Jason playing um, Neroth, the third level cleric. Who, oh, by the way, is now skull free. <laughs> skull free in twenty three, baby. <laughs> uh, JP playing Torgus Runemain, the uh, still only second level. I don't know how everyone else is third, fourth, and eighth level, but anyway, <laughs> digress. Well, digress. Uh, um, you know, some sometimes uh, people are busy and can't show up for an episode or two, so that. Yeah, but in other occurrences like that, they still got XP. So. Well, I think the dwarves um, maybe learn at a slower pace. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> less out. bright dwarves. Yeah, we just we just lost a listener. <laughs> <laughs> Down to one. That Down to one. We're out of business. And we're finally, all Matt, for jobs. Listen, and I'm, Matt, I'm Matt playing Veritan, the second level elf. So I'm. You're not the only one second level, Thorgus. All right, so if you guys uh, open the chat, I'm going to do this for the uh, for the viewers too, and you scroll back up past all the Slee Stack pictures. Um, at 12:34, I sent you guys a picture of uh, sort of the Dolman Wood. You see that picture? Yes. All right, and uh, if you look in the lower left hand corner there, uh, I don't know if you can zoom in on yours. I can't zoom in on mine, but you should see Lake Lankshorn. Uh, kind of in that little V in the woods between the word Dregwood and the words Highwold. That little town there. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And then if you go north of that, you see the uh, manor of Lord Malbleet. And if you go north of that, you come to the southern shores of Lake Langshorn. You guys are in that hex there. And uh, you guys have just come out of the um, incandescent grottos with... Not more treasure than you can carry, but literally all the treasure you can carry. Um, you guys are headed back to the to the shores of the uh, of the lake there to pick up your burrow. Um, since you all keep such extensive notes, can anybody tell me the name of the fisherman that uh, you guys encountered in this hex? I remember him. Mm-mm. Simon hey. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That, that would be surprising. Yeah, yeah. I think if I had named him Simon Peter, I, I would remember it uh, is why. <laughs> um, so you guys uh, make it back to the uh, to the shores of the lake. Oh, wait. I think I even had a mini at one point. Does he remember our names, though? Oh, of course. Uh, um, he does. Of course he does, right? I just need to remember his. Oh, yeah. Here you go. I'm going to pretend that's his mini. I don't think it was. I think that's a random halfling that you didn't, that you failed yeah, to recruit. He was not a halfling. No, 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 he's a human man. Um, oh, yeah, that's definitely a halfling. Um, but you guys come up to him. I definitely remember his voice, if I don't remember anything else. I think we're going to say his name was Joffrey, sir. Well, look, Joffrey, Joffrey. Ah, look at you, fellas. 
You managed to survive, and it looks like you're flush with treasure. You did well for yourselves, if I may say so. And thank you, Joffrey, for keeping our uh, mule safe. Yes, uh, do you at least remember the name of the mule? Charlie. Charles. Charlie. Yeah. Oh, Charlie. Charlie's been doing just fine. He's been cropping the uh, the the lakeside uh, greens and uh, been a good, good boy. So, Joffrey, thank you for that, and hand him a uh, a gold piece for oh, his well, there. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So now you'll be wanting to load him up and head back to a light shard. That's the plan. Let's see about how much old Joff, old, um... We can load Joffrey up. Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, let's see how much old Charlie can carry. Uh, if we go to page 50, no, not quite. That's vessels. Animals of two, burden. We have two saddlebags. Um, the saddlebags can hold 300 coins of weight. Hmm. Can I put my backpack on Charlie? You certainly can. Now, how much can Charlie hold? That's, Charlie that's can carry, if he's encumbered, well, unencumbered, he can carry 2,000 coin worth of weight hmm. and still maintain a 120 movement rate, which is probably what you all would have if you weren't wearing any armor. So we all have 400 in our backpacks, right? Mm-hmm. So is it, Am I overthinking this? Just we just get to town and not do math about going back in and getting more. Do we just go? Yeah. Okay. Let's just load our backpacks if we can onto Charlie. So the four hundred, the four hundred uh, gold pieces that we're each carrying in our backpacks. Mm-hmm. So that I'll would put be those only in the saddlebags. That would only be sixteen hundred, sir. You could transfer right. some of that gold into the saddlebags and just put the backpacks and tie it onto them. He could still go 24 miles a day. Uh, and then we could, uh, the math is however you want to do it, we could then you know, fill the saddlebags and stuff for our backpack and then put our small sacks in our backpack. And then right. we would be uh, have both our hands. Right. So let's right. do that right. and then get going. So yep. what is the total gold value that you guys are bringing out? Or do you want to just do it individually? Do you want to get XP for the amount that you personally carried out? I mean, there's a we're running about six hundred each, right? The yeah, four hundred in your backpack, and then two hundred if you have a small sack. No, I'm bringing out less. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a small sack because I came I in with a small sack. Huh? Yeah, yeah. She said you had a small. So if everybody would keep up with their own gold, which would probably be more fair, and then split the jewels and stuff, because like we can we were only able to carry what we could carry, and I carried in some gold with me. I don't know why. Right. I'm carrying less out with me. But we need to add it all together so we can split it as far as experience points go. You okay. guys are about to get so, back to town. So, Darren, you be the you, record keeper. How much gold total are you bringing out? Okay, so I... Hold on, I'll get a new sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am bringing out a total of 40 platinum pieces that I was carrying from Finding. Okay, so that's 400 uh, and, XP and, worth. And wow. then three, 360 gold pieces. Okay. Uh, in my backpack, and then another 200 gold pieces in my small sack. Okay. JP, what about so you? Said, I don't have it. I've got 
don't have the last haul written down. I thought we just filled our sacks up with 400. Okay, so right. your backpacks carry 400. So we dumped everything out of your backpack right. and put 400 gold pieces in there. So that's another 400. And then were you carrying a sack, JP? I have a small sack, and in it, before anything, I had 120 gold piece, 42 silver. So that's 142. So I had room for 58. Actually, I got rid of the silver, I guess. But I had room <laughs> for 80 more, 80 more gold. Uh-huh. I mean, so 600 gold, I guess. Okay. So, so total of 600 for JP, Darren. And then okay. Matt, you're, you're bringing out 400? Uh, yeah, I got 400 in gold. Uh-huh. I've got, I've got down two amulets worth 200 gold pieces each. Okay. Uh, or did, I, those were the ones we had to trade on the island. Yeah, that's oh, so. okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. And I have a rainbow glass dagger that was worth 40 platinum. Okay, so that's worth 400 XP, Darren. But that's, is that your magic weapon? Are we. You still get experience points or? for it. You okay. still get experience I'm points sorry. for it, even if you keep it. I'm sorry. So you said 400 for the dagger? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And then what about you, that's Jason? It. That's all for me. I got 227 gold. That's it. Okay. So 227 experience points. And then the halflings have on the. Um, a sword of jewelry. A sword of jewelry. Does anybody know how much that's supposed to be? tell us okay now this is not how many gold pieces you get we're just talking about xp for the jewelry you have to sell it <laughs> and what about the book of ash and cinder hold on uh, okay so you have three bracelets worth 900 each wow and the tiara is worth 1100 uh you won't get xp for the book of ash and cinder until you turn it into lord Mowgli. okay all right so, Darren, add all that up. If my fingers weren't so enormous. And <laughs> that will still be short. Okay, so that's 960. Plus... If we'd killed them, mm. we'd have gotten the experience point. Yeah, that is how that works in old school games. Yep, yep. I, I really well, think we got to question the value of having henchmen at this level. Uh, when <laughs> all they're doing is siphon off experience. And... But we'd also have gotten experience points for killing the henchmen themselves. They're worth experience points. <laughs> I killed wow. my workers. It'd been a net game. Not henchmen, they're hirelings, and they 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 work. This is disturbing, me. disturbing insight from our cleric. I must say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the dwarf he is trying to good. point out. You know, it's hard to good help is hard to find. You know. So that was one thousand and thirty-six. One thousand sixty-four. One thousand and sixty-four. Let's see if we level up. There's no we in level. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if Neroth levels up. Could give it crap about Thorgus. You level up every thousand XP, apparently. I know. That's why yeah, I, I know. That's all right, so, so who all uh, who all is leveling up? I gotta look up my chart. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm gonna pause it again. Need to be more listen, listen, we don't, we've got the XP waiting for us. Let's say a halfling can carry, what, 400 gold pieces? We give them like, let's see. Six of it. We give them yeah, five gold pieces each, or ten gold pieces each, to carry that out for us. But they get the but, they get a split of the experience. But they get the experience. They get equal. Splits Is there a the difference? Experience. But here, okay. here's, here's what we bring it back. We have them bring it back just shy of town. Then we <laughs> leave it there. Is there a difference between hired men and uh, hired guys of the party? 
is, is I think what we're saying. And henchmen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, they work for Thorgus, so I can tell them what to do without giving them experience. They're not leveling up. They're not getting promotions. <laughs> All right. So if you turn to page uh, 56 of Gavin Norman's uh, rules tome, retainers um, are sort of uh, right. what you've been using, right? Retainers get a portion of the experience. Um, they, you can only have so many based on, what your, uh, based on what your charisma is, so on and so forth. Now there's mercenaries, and then there's specialists. Um, so you could... You would not have to split the experience with them if they were not being exposed to any relevant danger. If they go, so if into, they stayed with Char, if they stayed with Charlie while we went in, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, but I mean, at that point, you know, if they're going into the incandescent grotto and risking the uh, encounter rolls, they're they're considered retainers and they're going to get experience. So JP under OSHA, uh, under medieval OSHA Domenwold rules, you can't order them to just go into the dungeon as part of their regular uh, hazard pay. OSHA is more of a recommendation, and I, I know firsthand from this. I have inside insider knowledge. It's more uh, of a recommendation. I see. I see. Well, um, you know. So I think that's. I think maybe if we can go down, if we buy a couple more mules. Essentially, we could probably clear out this place in one more, yeah, a couple of mules cart, whatever. Um, we could probably clear it out in one trip in terms of, of to town and back, but we might have to go through the dungeon ourselves like twice. Right. Put me this one. We already got the experience points for the gold we brought back, right? Right? Yes. Yes. We can spend it on whatever we like, right? Correct. Okay. So let's start. Um, we'll use this as seed money for our, what we talked about off air. With our, complex. You know, our plans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we start, we buy a few few mules, donkeys, a couple of carts, you know, start getting our stock up, kind of like buying some used cars and you know, do it a lot. So we start buying this stuff. And then when we get back to town, we'll have, you know, six donkeys and two or three carts or something. Now we've got, find us a little place to operate out of and we start a, mm -hmm. start our thing. So a cart costs 100 gold pieces. Drop uh, in the bucket, Glenn. It, it, we're rich. I, I understand that you're rich. I'm just telling you what you would be talking about. Uh, so you would need a second mule to pull the cart, right? And then the cart, uh, the cart can carry 4,000 gold uh, unless you get two mules on it, in which case it can carry 8,000 gold. So why don't we buy two more? How much are mules? Uh, 30 gold. Okay, let's get two more mules, attach them to the cart. I'm sorry, you said 30 gold? Yes, four mules. But you okay. don't just... And then, we and then we have Charlie, so we can load up Charlie and then put the other two mules in the cart, and that should get us the rest of the hoard. He was saying it was $15,000 or 15,000 gold pieces, and we just mm -hmm. cleared out a, a chunk of that. All right. In that case, you're wanting to head on over to Bogway's Tavern and Stables. JP, do you want to roll your hit points for your new level? Already did. Oh, how anticlimactic! How many did you get? A six plus my two for con, so eight, which is nice. not bad. Not nice. bad. Not Good bad. roll. Good roll. Well, I want. I wanted you to bring your camera around and have a drum roll and everything. But okay. It's still, up. hold on, hold on. Here it is. See. Excellent. Can't do a drum roll, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
JP, do you have more interest in just buying out the guy who we're going to go buy the mules from? We're going to fill him out. Yeah, we're going to see what kind of shape his business is in. So what he's got... Um, 86000 What he's got is a um, drinking establishment that is also has a stable located around the back, okay? Um, the sign is a grinning toad holding a frothing mug of ale. Uh, you go inside, the common room is a lofty space packed with wobbly tables and stumpy stools. Uh, balconies on the upper floor overlook the common room. An iron candelabra bearing dozens of fat candles hangs from the rafters. The proprietors, Sarge Grugthorn and Whimsy Bobblefrock, Sounds like a name that JP had come up with. Serve crowds from behind a row of barrels. Thank you. Appreciate that comment. Um, the guests are a raucous mix of farmhands, wayfarers, uh, drunkards, and gamblers. He's got poor food. He's got uh, and stabling and horses. Uh, so, so Sarge is an aging, battle-scarred, white-haired guy in a grimy leather. Oh, dressed in grimy leather. With a single gold earring. <laughs> That's lovely. Ah, right. well, it, it says my personality is scowling, mean, laughs readily and heartily, and pull, pulls one ear when thinking. So do you guys head straight there, or do you go, go back to the inn first? I mean, you can get rooms here. I guess maybe walking in, carrying so much gold. <laughs> I mean, it might be a bit <laughs> conspicuous the way you all jingle when you walk. That's kind of what I'm asking. How do you guys want to handle it? Let's go back to the inn and uh, stash some more in our uh, lock boxes in our room and then okay. go back a little more discreetly. Can, I mean, can I get one of those little change things that I wear around my waist? <laughs> With copper, silver, gold, and platinum. When we were paper boys and you'd reach down That's and get right. change and yeah. So, uh, so you guys are talking about this on the march back, um, and uh, you know, just just coming into Langshorn in broad daylight. It's getting towards the end of the day, but it's broad daylight. I mean, even if you go directly to the inn, you're definitely going to be noticed as coming out of the forest with these huge, uh, you know sacks of gold piled on this donkey that's, you know, got its ears down. It's like, <sighs> so you guys are coming, you guys are coming out of the forest and you see the, uh, you remember the, uh, the tower of the church has that beacon, right? The beacon of Langshorn always has this burning fire on the top of the tower of the church. You guys remember me setting this up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So you guys are just, almost coming out of the woods and you see the beacon in the distance and you guys have a chance to talk about like, do you guys just want to parade into town with all this gold or do you want to, what do you want to do? Uh, what do you think? What's the idea if we went over to the, uh, Lord's manor, gave him a book and then see if he would strike up some kind of arrangement to watch our massive wealth. This be the under the, you know, the under the counter money we were talking about earlier. Well, or just, uh, you know, it seems to make sense of making some sort of alliance with this guy, right? If he's that powerful and in this area, we're doing a quest for him. Maybe we can strike up a business relationship. Yeah. So you're talking about uh, Lord Malbleet, um, mm -hmm. the um, for no. What are those guys called, Darren? 
Uh, he's not a Formian. He's a Fearbog. Uh, the Fearbog yeah, uh, uh, Lord, uh, his his sort of mansion there, uh, Redwaith Manor, is on the way. So you guys want to go in there instead and, and kind of check in there first before you come walking into Langstrom with all his cash? Yeah, let's do that. And then yeah, at, worst we, the book. at yeah. worst, we slip back into Lakeshore in the cover of night and we're less of a spectacle, right? Yep. You guys go up and you bang on the door for a second. And the uh, the only servant you have seen at this place, the steward, answers the door. Uh, good evening, masters. How may I be of assistance? We're uh, complete. We found the book your master sent us for. Ah, very good, sir. Perhaps you would care to um, leave your mule there at the um, at the stables and come inside. Hmm. <laughs> One of us want to stay with the mule. I'll stay. Yeah. I'll stay. I'll stay. <laughs> Thanks, JP. <laughs> oh, very good, sir. As you wish, sir. Come this way. All right. Um. I was gonna. I was gonna offer, but yeah, somebody that can actually hit somebody if they need to you know, <laughs> should probably stay with them. <laughs> okay. All right. I shot three arrows at the guy. <laughs> I guess as long as I use my magic, I'm all right. So JP, you just stand there looking mean. Okay. Uh, yeah. In the halflings, uh, I guess. So we'll talk about. Oh, them. that's right. That's right. The halflings are there with you. They got to. They, we'll they talk about the work we have coming up. They still haven't quite earned their keep, so this will be a chance for them to do something useful. Uh, yeah, we're so taking experience. You do see a couple other servants kind of uh, walking around and stuff, and they're more of these kind of uh, weird goat folk uh, people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of you are taken into the uh, to the drawing room, and Lord Malbleet, about fifteen minutes later, comes down, um, comes into the room. I do believe I remember exactly how Lord Malbleet spoke. I'm almost certain he spoke like this. Ah, greetings, chaps. I see you've made it back from the incandescent grotto safe and sound. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And we uh, we found the book you were looking for. It was no no problem. Yeah, piece of cake. <laughs> ah, so you pull out the, the book of Ash and Cinder and kind of, you know, unwrap the cloth and hand it to him. And he's like, magnificent, fantastical, exceptional. Um, and as promised, here is, yeah, here is your 1,000 gold piece reward. Which I'm almost, uh, no, 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 no. It was 4,000. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it was 1,000 gold. No, I've got 4,000 written down. in. Okay. That would be important for Neroth. I thought yes, it was fine. You're right. It no, says, I have it too. Reward four thousand, right for the yeah. seat. Uh, Red yeah. battery seat of power for fur balls, fur bogs, not not fur balls. <laughs> uh, and, and four thousand reward oh, for, for returning the book. Oh, nice well, try. It's, funny. it's funny that Boom. I only I only seem to have <laughs> a one thousand gold pieces in this bag that I'm handing you. Very well, very well. I um. Don't let anyone say that I'm not a man of my word. Here is the 4,000 gold pieces. Now, even more interest, if you ask me, um, is this. And he pulls out the crown that you guys uh, right. left with him. You remember this? Yeah. 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 And I remember it too. But did I write it down anywhere? <laughs> 
Um, so about that, what does it take to you to fourth level, uh, Jason? Six thousand, and I'm at fifty three sixty right now. All right, Not so counting. we'll 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 say y'all can uh, you can each write down a thousand gold pieces from that. Ooh, level up, but don't worry about that right now. Role play, stay in the game, okay? All right. No. Okay, you leveled up. Uh, now, here's what I was able to find out about this. Um, this, uh, the haggle crown. What did I call it? Did I call it the haggle horn, the crown? Mm -hmm. Sure. It's called the haggle. Um, it is a family heirloom of House Hogwarts and would be worth a fortune to Baron Hogwarts um, for its, uh, he would be willing to pay a fortune for its return. So uh, that's the guy who rules at High Hankel, which you guys may remember is like the Indianapolis to Langshorn's Fort Wayne, right? It's the big town to the southwest of Langshorn, okay? And it's kind of the capital of this area. It's where you guys sent for your uh, scroll of Revivify. It's like the big town, not too far away from Langshore. We haven't been there yet. No, you've not been there yet. Well, your characters have, but like as part of the game, we haven't. That's probably where you guys came from to reach Langshore. But um, <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is, um, if I were you, I would not tank it. take it. And I'll tell you why. I have reason to believe that it bears a powerful magical enchantment. What uh, uh, kind of enchantment? Well, um, it's out of my area of expertise as it happened. But I have a contest. As soon as I find the right page in the adventure, I'm going to tell you all about it. All right, I've got to pause it. Well, here's what, here's what I would recommend. Um... Just north of here, just off the road, is a little hamlet called Shagsend. You won't even notice it unless uh, you, you, you're looking uh, for the little marker by the side of the road. There's a, there's a narrow little path that runs up the hill to, the, to this sort of little, little hamlet up on the hillside. But up there lives Windor Hobblewart, who is a... Uh, most skilled magic you. I have a working right. relationship with Hobblewort. I write that one down. <laughs> Windor, W-I-N-D-O-R-E, Hobblewort, H-O-B-L-E-W-O-R-T. Yeah. He, um, he's one of the more capable magicians in this part of the, of the wood and uh, very reclusive like most of his kind. But I do have a reasonably good working relationship with I would be willing to write you a letter of introduction. And perhaps you could persuade him to um, find out the exact magical powers of this crown. Um, it might be worth so. much more to you as adventurers than it would to uh, that guy I was telling yeah. you about. The Baron, yes. yeah. The Baron, yes. Hogwash. Baron Hogwash. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I bet middle school is hard for him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, we can't all be as well-named as me, Malbleet. Um, so, 
This still doesn't solve the problem of you guys going back into town with all this gold. Now you have even more gold. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> That's a dark problem. So, Glenn, give us an impression of this guy. Is this guy, like, powerful and and seems like the don't be screwed with his guards? Are they giving out – is this guy a guy who has some military force to him, or is this just no. an old guy to castle? Um. So he does not have, like, soldiers or anything like that. He's physically big. Right. And you know that Fearbog have some magic powers. Uh, he's known for having this big library and doing all this research into the arcane, which is why he wanted this book. Um, he is, uh, again, th- the best example I can think of is like the beast from Beauty and the Beast. Right. He's got yeah. this great big sprawling estate. And yeah, nobody's going to mess with Lord Mowbley. Right. The, the people of Lankshorn and even the, even the Baron, you know, treat these guys with respect and, you know, give them honors and stuff, uh, not because they have military power, but because they're kind of connected to the sort of ancient spirit of the forest itself. So more, more arcane power than. Muscle. Yeah. And almost co- sort of like fairy connections where like. If somebody tried to like strong arm them, you know, they might just disappear or show up on the other side of the forest naked or something like you just you never know with these kind of semi fairy folk. Um, But they are known to be sort of they can be difficult to deal with. You know, they're kind of fickle sometimes. It's also like um, Bjorn in the Hobbit movies and the Hobbit book, you know, they kind of have their own priorities. And so it can be hard to predict you know, what's important to them and what's going to offend them. Yeah, it sounds like a quirky ally. Uh, he would make for a quirky ally. I think he's worth keeping. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I don't know that we're... The, uh, I was thinking there's more of an arrangement here where people wouldn't screw with us if we were under his banner, but that sounds less the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard because it's like um, you, you, you don't know what his goals and priorities are. You know, he's very long-lived... He's way out here kind of in the woods. And so, you know, you guys take undertaking this one mission for him is one thing, but like allying with him or something, it's hard to know what he would want. I think we say, uh, Lord, we really appreciate all of the help with this and the introduction to the uh, wizard. Uh, We'd love to have a relationship where if you need other quests uh, undertaken to get materials that you would... uh, uh, send a runner to us and we'd be willing to consider. Oh, absolutely. By the way, did you ever tell me what the name of your group is so I know who to ask for in Lakeshore? <laughs> no. I mean, I can't say those guys that uh, I talked to before. Uh, you need a name. Like the Fearless Four. Everybody knows about the about the Fearless Four. Men That's not us, right? No, it's not us. <laughs> No, they're the ones that went up to the Droon stronghold. The listener, has a, and the listener has not proposed a name, any names? Uh, not that I remember. Comments on some of those. How about the oh, gosh. How about the Magnificent Three and a Half? Not a count of Torgus' fight. Killer Contractors. I kind of just don't hate the Contractors. I, ah, the I Contractors. Very ominous sounding. Like a, I must admit. Like a band name, the contractors. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like you would be uh, you would be opening for men at work, something like that. <laughs> something yeah, like right. that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the contractors. Yeah, all right, very well. Uh, so this still doesn't answer the question. Uh, are you guys going to try to get into Langshorn under cover of night now? Is that the is that the plan? I'm, I'm yeah. open to ideas, gentlemen. I, I think we, we got to... We could camp out at the edge of town, maybe send somebody into town where we had our arrangement with our gold chests. I think Dorcas and I do. So we could yeah. camp outside of town, make the arrangement, and then move that gold at night. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. I mean, it's a, a suggestion. We just get our in saying, hey, we need to do something discreetly. You know, um, would you uh, keep your doors open for us? You know. Well, we could even ask uh, the Lord here if he minds if we camp on the property for a night or so before we uh, head on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're welcome to stay here. I have dozens of empty rooms. He rings a bell and, and Shadwell comes in. Shadwell, prepare some uh, rooms for our guests. Uh, they'll also be dining with us this evening. Okay, so what we could do is then send JP, let's, we could send JP and some of us in to make the arrangements with the, the bar or the stables that we're looking to possibly buy, and then we could, you know, take the gold straight there, and then we wouldn't have to worry about doing some of it. So the mm. inn where you've been staying at is is run by Marjorie, right? Right. The girl who gives you who gives you the soup. Uh, every time you go in, she just picks a soup and, and brings it. Now the stables is run by is Sarge and Whimsy. I did make a card for that. Uh, he looks like Peter Dinkler. He does. He does a little bit. Look like Peter Dinkler. Um, <laughs> he does. Obviously, a halfling and a human man. Uh, that place is a little more rough and tumble, but it, it, it might be the place you guys are going to buy and, and renovate. So, what do you think? You guys want to buy a bar and a stable? Yes. Well, yeah. Let's I mean, yeah, we're definitely going. We're definitely going to inquire as to. Yeah. You know, is there something else they would rather be doing in life at this point? You know. <laughs> but they could stay and run it for us and just work for us. Right offer just may not have ever been come around, you know, come across there. Hey, like where you get information. I think if uh, if you give them enough money to buy them out, then they're not going to want to keep working there. That That's ho- sort of the whole idea. They want enough money to retire. If they're going to keep sure. working yeah. there, they want to work for themselves. They'll the have, plenty, have plenty, of money. Yeah, not- plenty of other halflings to fulfill yeah. Mr. Fropplestock's. Uh, it's Wendy. Bubble Frock, not Stubble Frock. <laughs> like you purposely get it wrong every time. I love it. Uh, what I would really love is to have have a whole camp, uh, have a whole adventure prepped for you guys spending the night in this creepy, almost abandoned uh, manor, uh, Redwaith mm. Manor. I think I told you guys um, the um, the Kickstarter that's currently going on that we want our fans to uh, definitely go and back. Uh, one of the stretch goals is a complete adventure set in Redwaith Manor, details the dungeons underneath, all the secrets that he's keeping, and, you know, what happens to your, you four if you try to spend the night there. Of course, he wants you all to stay in separate rooms. Are you guys going to all stay in separate rooms? There's, there's, there's a door adjoining. Yeah, it's a door between the rooms. You need suites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys <laughs> stay in separate rooms or not? I need to know. Look at JP. He knows what I'm up to. I think we're, I think we're pretty safe. Let's uh, yeah, we'll split the gold between us, and we'll be fine. 
what could possibly what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly here, go wrong? Yeah. Here in, in, in Lord Malbleet's manner. All right. Well, only because I don't actually have that particular adventure <laughs> prepped at this very moment. That's exactly right. Yeah. Nothing nothing does happen. Um all right. So uh who had the idea of basically talking to Marjorie and just shuttling the money in there in bits and pieces over cover of night so you're not coming in in the middle of the day with all that all that cash. Is that is that what you guys are gonna do? Yeah. 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 Uh Darren, why don't you why don't you roll us that D twelve? Uh get anything get an eight or lower and you're fine. Two. All right. Uh in spite of the fact that the town is full of gossips and uh you know, people who are always nosing into other people's business. Uh, you guys managed to shuttle all your money in here. Uh, and uh, Mar- Marjorie is like letting you guys use a linen closet. You're just like, you're just like putting bags and bags of gold and platinum. Yeah, we, should open a, we should open a bank and be go. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah. Savings and loan. There you Emphasis go. Emphasis on the loan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could just become like the kingpin. You could just become like the the godfather of of Lankshorn. You know, everybody owes you money and favors. Uh, Nobody sits in our booth. Oh, oh like definitely not. Trip. Definitely not. <laughs> um, and uh, y'all complete a long rest. Uh, uh, Jason, your character can level up. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna stop this session here. Um, but I want you guys to talk about is your is your idea to definitely try to buy. The uh, the the slightly rundown uh, bar slash stable, the core know. of your of your mega million dollar. I, I guess it would decide not to do too much like JP, but I think let's take a look at what uh, options are in town. If there is something that is better than that mm-hmm. that we could afford, uh, no reason to uh, hone in on that. If there is something else that's interesting, maybe we may, be able, to, we may mean, be able to add one of those rooms where we hide all of our armaments. You know, as we we build armament and store gold and everything else. So there's the Church of Saint Pastry, where you met the the vicar. Uh, there's the Hornstoats Rest, where Marjorie is. Uh, there's the Man of Gold Apothecary. You met him. Um, there's the Bladesmith. Uh, I can't remember if you guys have met him yet. Uh, and then there's basically Bogways, the Tavern and Stables. I mean. There's not a lot going on in uh, in downtown Langshorn on a Friday night. Let's just let's just put it that way. Well, we, we might consider if we, if we end up if we do end up buying someplace, um, zoning restrictions. You know, in case we want to expand, I can, I can take care of those. Dorgas, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a fan, this is a fantasy game. We don't put government bureaucracy. In oh, are you kidding? Fantasy. That's my that's my whole job. Uh, basically, that's your job, not are, ours. Do you want to buy Marge's place? And and start with that. It doesn't have a stable attached, but it is a inn slash pub. Or do you want to start with uh, with uh, Bogways, which is a tavern and a stable mm-hmm. with no uh, inn attached? No hotel. I think we right. lean on uh, or JP's just buy both to evaluate the structure of those buildings and see which <laughs> one uh, which one's going to suck one. more uh, capital from us. That and also whichever one we can expand off of, add whatever right. business. Ah, yeah, we've got some land. Ah, 
Joining um, land for sale. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll discuss the zoning restrictions and become, nearby. This has become a middle aged man game in yeah. a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so we'll discuss uh, where this is going from here. Whether or not this campaign will continue, or whether these characters will just retire and and take over Langshorn and we'll try something else. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments. Tell us what you want to see next, and uh, we'll see you next time on Eleven Foot Pole. <laughs>